Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast presented by Fantasy Holics. Um, as always, Bo and Brant coming at you. Uh, today, we're, we're going to kick you off with some hot takes, some fat boy hot takes. Uh, we're also going to break down the Thursday night games. Uh, Thursday night game, it is only one game. Um, talk about some dynasty players to keep an eye on. Um, and then we're going to talk about a couple guys to uh, uh, really keep your maybe keep your eye on as as this first week comes to see um, maybe they're, maybe they're on waivers and yours maybe you want to get a head start on you know looking at waivers and, and, and start moving into um, uh, f- filling out the rest of your roster as the season goes just trying to stay ahead of your competition. Um, Bo, you got anything you want to add? Yeah, Brant. So first of all, uh, before we get into these hot takes. The biggest thing with fantasy is you either win or lose your fantasy season within the first few weeks of the season. You have to be willing to throw your research out the window early and often. You can't fall in love with stuff you read in camp. You can't fall in love with stuff you read in the offseason or, or, you know, whatever, and not stay with the times. If you think Cordero Patterson's going to be the running back in Atlanta and quickly it becomes – Tyler Algier, you got to be able to move off of that. If, if as guys come available on the waivers, you got to be quick. You got that's what separates you, you know, winners from the rest of everybody else in fantasy football is getting off of player evaluation when you're wrong. Don't hold on to that last straw. Don't hold out hope. With that being said, Brant, let me tell you something that really drives me nuts. All right, you're fat. I'm fat. When I go to a restaurant that I've never been to before and I'm looking over that menu, all right. And I can't find anything that looks good. And the waitress or waiter comes to the table, and you put in that panic order, and you say, "Okay, give me the whatever it ends up being." Okay, and you sit there, and immediately you have buyer's remorse. As soon as the waitress walks <laughs> away, you realize, "Man, I should have looked at that menu better. This sounded good, or that sounded good, and I got stuck with this." And you're asking everybody at your party that you're with, "Hey, we trade me, we trade me. Nobody wants to trade, right?" So the food comes and sits in front of you, and you're staring at it, and it's just the most bland thing you've ever seen. <laughs> what do you do, Brant? you got to find something to get some flavor. You look at the salt, the pepper, that don't help. Worcestershire, that ain't helping everything. A1 sauce may not help everything. You know what the go-to is, Brant? What helps with just about every single thing when you get a bland meal? Hot sauce. Absolutely. Spicy, spicy, hot, hot, hot. And that's what these hot takes are going to be. They're going to start off as, okay, here's a couple of dabs I'm putting on to hopefully make this taste better. Getting increasingly to, okay, maybe I did one too many of these. I've drank six bottles or six glasses of water. I need to slow down on the hot sauce. All right. So I'm going to start us off with my low simmer, Brant. Okay. Uh, and, again, my low simmer is in, I think this is very, very plausible to happen. Um I didn't buy into the hype with this guy like everybody else did on the offseason. Uh, it's it's Marquez Hollywood Brown. And I think he's going to finish outside of wide receiver two territory. All right. I think he's going to start out very strong. Okay. And then as soon as DeAndre Hopkins comes back, Trey McBride starts to get up to speed with that offense. Uh, I think Rondale Moore takes another step forward this year. And I think eventually, eventually, it finishes out with Marquez. Hollywood Brown outside of the top 24 wide receivers. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I, I didn't buy into the hype. Um, that team is – I mean, we saw what Zach Ertz did when Hopkins went down due to injury. They leaned on Hopkins a lot – or not Hopkins. They leaned on Zach Ertz a lot more. Um, I know Hollywood, Hollywood Brown's coming into this team as the new guy. I mean, I know he's not really new to the NFL, but he's the new guy on this team. You, you, Rondell's still been there. Um Ertz has been there now a half a year. AJ Green's back. Hopkins is going to come back in week six, seven. So yeah, I just I just don't see that. I don't I see him as the outside looking in. Um, and I don't even know if he starts off as hot as you may think he might. I think he may start out slow. I think that the I think he's going to be that field stretcher guy. But I really feel like Moore and Ertz may be the guy that Murray really leans on because those guys are are just. They're not burning the defense, taking the top off of them. They are um, possession the or getting the possession of the ball and gaining their own yards. Yeah, I, I just I did. This is one that I I was very quick to pump the brakes on for me. Uh, first of all, owning Hopkins in that offense last year was frustrating at times because <laughs> of how good he was and how little the production added up to how good he is. Uh, let alone taking somebody where who I had to probably trade for um, or draft pretty high to get, and then that same man in DeAndre Hopkins comes back after seven weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, hop into my uh, my low simmer. And it, it, this one here, I, I, it may be the easy way out, um, but it definitely is, is very plausible to happen. I took Drake London is going to be this year's Chase slash Jefferson. He'll be the best rookie wide receiver in, in fantasy for this year. I'm not 100% sold that he's going to be the best in dynasty outlooks. But for this season, Drake London's the best guy to be drafting out of this rookie class in redraft leagues. He has a clear shot to be the number one there. Um, the only other real person competing for targets right now is Kyle Pitts. And I'm sorry, Pitts really isn't competing. Drake's competing with Pitts for targets. But Drake London has such a clear, easy path to be that go-to guy for Atlanta. Yeah, you know, as a, as a Falcons fan, Brant, uh, it almost pains me to hear you say that because, you know, in years past it's been Julio, Ridley, Roddy White. Uh, and, and to have a rookie come in the door and, and be our wide out one um, it is a hard pill to swallow. Uh, but, yes, as long as Kyle Pitts is in town and Kyle Pitts is healthy, Kyle Pitts should be the dude. Uh, and then Drake London will get, you know, get what's left and then leave a few crumbs for everybody else. But, yeah, I mean, with to say he's going to be this year's Chase or Jefferson, I, I want to taper expectations a little bit. Um, I, I think he's going to be very good. I think he's definitely – uh, has the higher has a high enough upside to finish as the, as the top wideout in that class. But to get to that Chase status or Jefferson status from those two's rookie years, he's going to need a great year, and that means Marcus Mariota is going to have to play well because uh, Justin Jefferson had Kirk Cousins, who was established, and then we all know what Chase had last year in Burrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump over to my high, or not my high, my medium heat. You know. That temperature you turn on when you're still walking around the house and, and you still got to get the water to boil. Or, you know, those few dabs that you put on the food that just ah, really spice it up just a little bit, not making you dive into your water. Kareem Hunt and Alexander Madison, in my mind, and I do believe, will both get traded somewhere throughout this season to a running back needy team. Example, Atlanta, 
Houston, and they will make a quick impact with their new teams and win some fantasy leagues. Madison without Cook last year, he saw 26 carries. All right, I'm sorry. In one game, he saw 26 carries, 112 yards. 25 carries, 113 yards. 22 carries and 90 yards. Those are just the rushing stats. Not to mention he added 15 receptions for 700. Sorry, I apparently can't read my own writing. And then we all know what um, Kareem Hunt does whenever Nick Chubb's out. Um, So, yeah, I, I I definitely could see these guys coming out and making an impact right away. Yeah, you know, too, specifically for Dynasty, um, if you have Cook or you have Nick Chubb and you have the handcuffs, the, the value of those handcuffs becomes a lot more than the handcuffs afterwards. You're talking massive trade bait uh, if either one of those two guys get moved anywhere. So that's definitely something to keep your eye on. We've heard rumblings already this offseason that the Vikings are entertaining phone calls. You know, there was those rumors that Cream Hunt demanded a trade uh, and then still reported right back on into camp. So it'll be interesting to see if either of those guys uh, move this year. And I, I, th- I tend to believe that there may be some traction to one of those guys, if not both of them going someplace this year. Um, so my medium take is one that is, again, I'm pretty passionate about this one. Brant, not, not so much that... Uh, um, I think it's outlandish, but uh, enough that I, I defend it. This may be a hill I'm willing to die on, so to speak. Um, and it's that, that Kirk Cousins is going to finish as a top 10 quarterback in fantasy football this year. Um, again, you know, it, it, it's not that insane to, to say that because he's done it three times in his career. And the last two years he's finished it, uh, as 11 in PPR formats. But this is a man that is so often disrespected uh, when it comes to fantasy football, even though he has, and what we typically look for in quarterbacks is what are their weapons? Well, it'd be hard to find a better wide receiving quarter than Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. There's a few in the league, but those quarterbacks are also going very, very high, um, relatively speaking, in comparison to Kirk Cousins, who just so happens that Kirk Cousins is being drafted in the back half of the 12th round right now. So, uh, or excuse me, 11th round. Kirk Cousins is being drafted in the 11th round brand. So that's where you and I in, in past uh, years have, have looked for a quarterback after we filled the rest of our, law, our roster, our lineup, if you will, uh, re- punting on the position to add, you know, add more depth at running back or wide receiver, those positions that are hard to make up ground. And I'm getting a guy that late that could potentially be a top 10 quarterback. And, you know, again, for the, the, the sole fact that he has Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I'm putting that, I'm putting Kirk Cousins as a top ten quarterback this year. Absolutely, especially if, if Jefferson does what he said he wants to do and go over two thousand yards. Definitely, and you're also not, not to mention he has he has Cook in the backfield too, getting the yak yards, helping him get those uh, touchdowns, receptions, touchdowns. Absolutely, this is a very 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 good um, possible take that could happen. Excuse oh, me. so let's let's get into the the spicy uh, of the hot takes, the spicy ones that are so much uh, heat behind them, so many Scoville units of heat that you have to sign the waiver form to try. Right? We all know the challenge: go to Buffalo Wild Wings, sign the waiver, get the hottest wings. But you like sniff and tear up, and you're like, okay, I changed my mind. Bring me, you know, the mild or whatever. We all know what, what I'm talking about here. 
So these ones are so wild that they probably won't happen, but I will stand on this one and argue again, and that is the Cooper Cup, Brant, finishes outside of the top 15 wideouts this year. Allen Robinson's coming into town, all right? Allen Robinson at this point in his career is better than Robert Woods was last year with Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford's got that elbow injury. We don't know how serious it is, how much it's going to hamstring things. Um, we, we've got the two-headed monster in the backfield. Well, I guess two-headed monster in the backfield with uh, Henderson and, and Akers there. And Higby's still in town. Van Jefferson's you know starting to come on a little bit. It's going to be really interesting to see how that offense works. Um, with the addition of Allen Robinson, who, in my opinion, is a very, very strong candidate for a true number one. A lot of places he goes. Obviously, coming in here with Cooper Cup, not so much, but he's going to take in the Cooper Cup's work, and and, and his volume is going to go down significantly. I think he finishes outside the top 15. I absolutely, that's something. That's that's a hot take I definitely could get behind, too. Um, Now, this one, uh, my hot take... I know we discussed this, and I know you're not going to hop on this bandwagon. You're not going to hop on this train with me. Um, I've rode this train since draft day, and I still shed a tear every time I talk about where he got drafted to. Rashad Bateman will finish as a top 15 wideout in fantasy. And the reason why, he's wi- he's got the willingness to work across the middle of the f- field where Lamar loves to throw. Lamar cannot throw to the sidelines for anything. He'd rather throw in the middle of the field. Well, that's where Bateman works the best. Bateman's a big-bodied guy who who will be uh, target-friendly for for, uh, Lamar Jackson. And he started to come on. I know he started slow and everything else coming off his injury. This guy is now getting in. He's coming in. He got a full off-season work with Lamar. I know it's still Lamar. And there's 145 vacated targets that are more than 145 vacated targets. And Lamar was able to sustain Brown as an as a twenty-two as the number twenty-two wide receiver last year in PPR. So I really feel like Bateman has that opportunity to take one more step forward and finish inside the top fifteen. That is a spicy take. You're going to need uh, Lamar Jackson to uh, hold out and then trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or something wild like that for me to potentially be on board with it. I just think that. Uh, Mark Andrews is too dominant of a force, and Lamar Jackson likes to run too much for that to happen. It'd be interesting if it does happen. That means Lamar takes a step forward in his game, which he should. It's it's uh, it's contract time, right? Let's let's show let's let's show I can put up you know four thousand yard passing season or or you know forty passing touchdowns. He's going to need something like that from Lamar for that to for that to come to fruition. Absolutely. My other hot take wasn't more fantasy. It was more of a hot take. I would rather see of the mustache. Savior, come to Seattle and save yeah. my Seahawks, please. You just go go to the mall when Santa comes to town and sit on his lap and ask him. Right? <laughs> um, so, if 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 it's all the same to you, I've got on the the agenda for today. We want we got a couple questions from some fans that we're going to take. All right. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about these these guys that we want to keep an eye on this season. All right. Some guys that we think that are available in a lot of leagues. And again, a lot of this is. Again, when when we talk about this, it's dynasty related, right? Again, it may be these guys could help you in a a redraft league too. That's not to say they couldn't. But the best way, again, to stay in front of your league mates is to kind of know in your head things that you want to watch play out as the games are going on over the course of the weekend. 
And the guy that I want to talk about is Rex Burkhead. And, Brant, I'm going to tell you as I say this, this doesn't taste good coming out of my mouth, okay? It feels like my taste buds are still gone from the spicy takes, and I'm throwing stuff out there trying to get some taste back in my mouth. Um, Rex Burkhead's 32 years of age, all right? I get it. It's not appealing. It's not It's not sexy, okay? But Marlon Mack's gone. The Houston Texans are talking up Rex Burkhead. He's going to have a role. Okay, and here's the big thing that why I think Rex Burkhead's going to be somewhat relevant, at least for a few weeks this year. I don't trust Damian Pierce. I'm not buying in on the hype. I, I just don't get it. I don't see it. He was, you know, nothing special in his time in Florida. Uh, I know we've seen his draft stock rise from, like, my goodness, the double-digit rounds to, what, like as high as sixth, fifth round now he's going. Uh, I, I just don't see Damian Pierce being that guy. And for those reasons, Rex Burkhead's somebody of, of interest to me because he's he's out there. Uh, again, he, he's projected to have work. I'd assume he'd have a lot of third down work. And, you know, looking at the Houston Texans offense from last year, they're going to be in some third and long situations. And if Rex Burkhead can get out there and be targeted five, six, seven times a game, and this is a guy you're able to, you know, you, you're, you're watching ahead of time and maybe it takes your league mates a couple weeks to – to realize that the Damian Pierce hype train isn't all that's cracked up to be, it's missing a few wheels, having a hard time staying on track. You could grab this, you know, Rex Burkhead and, and be ahead of that. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely could definitely see that. Um, I definitely, I definitely could see him taking over that backfield. I'm sorry, I'm I, I little little coughed up over here. Um, so a guy I want to talk about is. A guy that could make an impact right away with the injuries behind his, um, be, with the other two running backs. One's on the pup, um, and one is is coming off a, a torn ACL and has shown a lot of limp and not been fully exploded, ex- showing full explosion in in camp and preseason this year. I know this is going to sound disgusting when I say this name, Mike Davis. Of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I'm saying this because I know they added Kenyon Drake, so it's going to take Kenyon Drake a little bit to catch up to speed. This guy, Mike Davis, is a guy that could instantly get on the field week one, week two, maybe week three, while Kenyon Drake is catching up and 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 make an impact. We saw what he could do in in 2020 when he was behind a decent offensive line there in Carolina. Then we went over to. You know, last year he went to Atlanta. Well, you can vouch for me. Atlanta's line is nothing to write home about. It's almost as good as a wet piece of paper in front of them. It's almost as good. It's almost as bad as Seattle's offensive line when Russ was behind them. So, yeah, Mike Davis never lived up to that fifth-round draft capital. This is a guy that now he's getting behind one of the better lines in the NFL, one of the most rush rush-friendly offenses in the NFL. This is a guy that definitely could come in in the first few weeks and make an impact on your fantasy team. So if you struggle with injury or you own J.K. Dobbins, this is a guy that you may want to go out and get because he's probably going to be the one for at least the first week or two as Kenyon Drake plays catch-up with that team. Yeah, you know, Mike Davis is is one that – I struggle with because a lot of people were, were toting him to be the savior of Atlanta's backfield last year. 
uh, and it just never worked out for Mike in Atlanta. I know Mike wanted to be in Atlanta. He's from that area. He wanted to do well there. Uh, he sent a very heartfelt message to the team after he left about, hey, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out, whatever, whatever. Um, but um, when Mike Davis signed in Baltimore, Brand, I remember you and I having a conversation. We were both laughing pretty hysterically about him being there. Um, but here we are, uh, you know, the week of kickoff, uh, the week of the start of the season, and we're talking about him having a potential role, and he does have a potential role sitting right there in front of him. You know, it's going to take Kenyon Drake a few weeks to get that playbook, you know, um, under his belt after just getting traded there uh, or signed there after he got cut by by the Raiders. I'm sorry. Uh, but Mike Davis has been there. He's been working with the ones all offseason due to the injuries. You know, he's got the playbook down. I, I look for Mike Davis to have a pretty good uh, pretty good start to the season here. And if, uh, again, he, he's probably available in 80-plus percent of leagues. And that's a guy that you get, you could help, you know, your first two weeks, especially if you're a J.K. Dobbins owner uh, and maybe you're weak or, or short at running back depth. This may be a guy you could plug in and play uh, and, and not miss many points, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Those are, those are two guys that we really – think are good guys to keep an eye out and uh help you out with the first couple weeks all right so now we're, we're going to get into the thursday night game we're going to talk about the thursday night game we're going to talk about some dynasty implications fantasy implications of this game nfl did us good hey, for, yeah hang, hang on a minute here brand I, I think i think you're you're showing the excitement of all of us fantasy football guys when you're wanting to just jump Let's just talk a minute about how beautiful it is to be back. Live football, real meaningful football games taking place this week. I can't be any more excited about it. All this off-season prep everybody does, you know, the cleaning the house, putting the draft boards together, having everybody over, making a mess of your house, getting yelled at by your significant others, <laughs> you know, the countless, you know, times when you're sitting in the toilet for 45 minutes because you're watching game film on an incoming rookie. This is what it all comes down to, and I just want to say I'm excited. Absolutely, absolutely. And the NFL did us good with these first two Thursday night games. Next week is the Chargers and the Chiefs. This week, two high-powered offenses with the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams kicking off the NFL season, kicking off our fantasy season for the next 17-plus weeks, 18-plus weeks. Every Sunday is now spoken for. It is great to have a set schedule. (laughs) Uh, It is. You are not wrong, sir. So these are two high-powered offenses going head-to-head. Two top five-ish defenses. Uh, Buffalo scares me a little bit with with the banged-up they have in their secondary. This Anyone that is a football or a fantasy fan should be super excited to watch this game. These are two of the best teams in the NFL going at it. Now, and we finally get to see the first-team offenses take the field with both of them. Now, I look for this game to start a little slow. I know, we're talking the Rams and the Bills starting slow. Neither first-team offense, offense or defense took a whole lot of preseason snaps, preseason work. So I look for them to be a little rusty, a little flat-footed over the first couple drives. So I, I just, I, you know, obviously the first couple drives may be a little blah, but definitely, definitely we'll get more into it. 
Um, I looked this for a, be a real shiny game. First two names on the board to look at. Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox are two dynasty guys that I will be keeping my eye on in this game. I want to see if the Gabe Davis hype is true. You know I am not quite aboard, jumped aboard that train of the Gabe Davis. And Dawson Knox, he had his flashes last year. I'm real curious to see if this happens. And he stays the, the, the course to baking himself a top 10 tight end in Dynasty. Um, and, and, and the reason I have those two names is that Ramsey should be shadowing Diggs most of this game. And so it's going to be a slower game for Diggs. I'm not saying bench Diggs. You don't bench Diggs. Start your studs. Don't overthink it. Um, what, what, especially what, in week one. Yeah, especially in your week one. And then the other the other part of the Bills offense, that's what I'm going to hit first. We're just going to hit all the Bills offense, then we'll get into the Rams offense. The other part of the Bills offense is that three-headed, two-headed, however you want to put in the backfield in, in, in uh, Singletary and James Cook, Josh Allen. Uh, Zach Moss is probably going to be a healthy scratch, but you may have to see a little sprinkle of, of uh, uh, Zach Moss there. So this is a good chance to see how this backfield is really starting to take shape in season. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I uh, One of my dynasty leagues, I was I was able to get James Cook in, uh, in my rookie league or rookie draft. So I, I have a reason to watch this game more so than just being excited for football to be back. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye on that backfield. Who looks good? Who looks like maybe they're not, you know, ready or whatever the case may be. That's the, the backfield I'm definitely interested in. I'm also, Brant, not buying in completely on the Gabe Davis hype train. I mean, listen, the dude exploded in a playoff game. Um, what's that do for my fantasy season? Not a whole lot of anything. Uh, you know, last year I know he didn't do a whole lot to write home about either. Again, it was his rookie season going into year two. Maybe he takes that step forward. Um, but I, I, I just think – it may have – excuse me, that was year two, I think. I see you giving me the look over there. I think I, you're right. I got ahead of myself. I think it's year two. Uh, but maybe he takes that final step forward. It used to be wide receivers took three years to really hit their groove. Uh, if he does, I'm going to look like a fool because I own him nowhere. Um, I really don't own a whole lot of Bills or Rams anywhere, which is sad with how good either, you know, both offenses are. But uh, nonetheless, this is a game that I expect the scoreboard to be to be flashing quite a bit here. Um I just don't know if it's going to be out of that Buffalo Bills backfield much. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's jump over to let's let let's stay with this Bills offense and tell me if I miss anybody. But your obvious starts: you start Josh Allen, you start Stephen Diggs. Um, maybe shy away from the Gabe Davis. Yeah, I think you start Dawson Knox, and maybe wait to Dawson see how Knox the, you start. And so I think Davis. And that backfield, you really kind of let that backfield, let those guys sit on your bench. Give them a week of rest and see where that goes. If you have that, if you have that luxury, yes. again, if, if you if you don't have that op- option, you hope for the best. You play them. You play the best. You know your best <laughs> option and hope for the best. Um, but yes, you're bona fide. Set them and forget them. You're talking Allen Diggs and Dawson Knox there in Buffalo. Absolutely. So let's jump over to the Rams. We get to see how much Allen Robinson really takes away from Cooper Cup this first year week. And with the banged up Bills secondary, 
I think it's going to be an Allen Robinson game, and I really think you you really look really look like you're you're going to hit the nail on the head with that hot take that you put out. And I, I absolutely love Allen Robinson this game. And this is another backfield that we're trying to see what's going to happen. This is a backfield where I may have to look at this other fat boy here and tell him for the last two dang years, you have been right, I have been wrong. Still not ready to say that, but it's starting to become to fruition in that backfield that Henderson may be better than Akers. And but let's not let's uh, let's not forget that that rookie coming in. Never mind, I won't even bring him up. <laughs> yeah, you know when you when you talk about Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers, um, Daryl Henderson has been a guy that anytime he's been given the opportunity, he's just excelled. He's looked good. You know, Cam Akers has had his bright spots too. But the, you know, with what the expectations were that were put on Cam Akers. Uh, to, to his defense was always just too high priced out of my um, realm of, of touching that and when you can get Daryl Henderson you know oftentimes six seven rounds later I think it's starting to get closer with this year um, I, I'm much more interested in Daryl Henderson uh, and then last year you saw them both get a decent amount of time and Henderson looked better last year so I, I definitely think this could be one that Maybe this is the year that it, it finally, you know, nail in the coffin. It's it's Daryl Henderson, or maybe it's the other way this year. You know, Daryl Henderson's getting up there in age. Maybe it goes the other way. Uh, we'll see. But this is another one that uh, if I own both, I'm taking my gut feel and starting which one, ever one I think is going to be the guy. <laughs> if I own one or the other, I'm probably and you're in a spot where you got to start them. You do it with 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 confidence. I'd say both of them should do okay. Uh, but, yeah, that's another backfield. I'm really interested to see how that shakes out over the course of the season and the course of Thursday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so the guys we're talking, you know, you normally start Cup, Robinson. Most people that draft Stafford probably don't have a second quarterback, so you'd start Stafford. I think you start Stafford I, I think, in. I think it where you drafted Akers, if you drafted Akers, you're probably playing Akers as yeah. well. I mean, yeah. You did. You didn't get Acres cheap enough that you're. He's a. He's a luxury option on your bench in most most circumstances. Absolutely. Um, I think you tried to avoid starting either one of their defenses this week, though. Um, in in really any league, because I don't see. Uh, you can look at me all you want. I've already picked up a. I've already picked up another waiver claim to make sure I don't have to start them. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so Brent, let's put it out there. What, what do you, what do you think? Who, who wins? Who loses Thursday? What, what do you think? I'm taking the Buffalo Bills, and I'm taking them. It's going to be a field goal game, three points or less. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of those games that gets into the 30, <laughs> 30 point range for each team. It may start slow, but I think towards the end it's going to be trading punches, a couple prize fighters, San Antonio toe in the ring, trading blows. And I, I, too, tend to lean to the Buffalo Bills only because, yes, I know the Bills' secondary is a little banged up. Their defense is a little, a little banged up. But these reports on Stafford's elbow haven't been good, and I'm, I'm curious uh, to see how much that affects Stafford. Is, is his accuracy still there? Is he able to get the deep ball? Um, I, I think maybe that we'll, we'll get a lot of answers on this. This uh, these both of these teams after Thursday, but for this week, I'm taking the Bills. Absolutely, absolutely. One final thing to put out for Thursday night games, and you will hear me say this all: make here. sure you have a good spread of food. Oh, that too. Oh, don't 
start a flex. Move these guys out of your flex. Give yourself that flexibility come Sunday. You will hear me say it every Thursday or every week. Do not start a Thursday guy in the flex. That is going to hurt you. It may not bite you that week, but it will bite you one week. Sure. Um, so uh, so we, we wanted to hit a few Q&As that we got over uh, the past weekend and uh, discuss them a little bit here. Uh, I think you got them right there in front of you. What you got there, Bo? Yeah, yeah. You know, so we, we put out on the Fantasy Holics Facebook page asking for some questions, and we got a lot of really good questions, but obviously we don't have time on a, on a podcast to discuss them all at length, okay? So uh, the first one I have written down is from Tim Green. Tim Green asks, in a full PPR keeper league, would you take Debo Samuel and the giving up an eighth-round pick or Mark Andrews giving up a fifth round, okay? And this one's really interesting to me, Brant, because last year I was all aboard the Debo train prior to it leaving station. I know you'll be my witness to that. I I, didn't, I don't necessarily want to say I predicted the breakout to the extent that it was, but I said Debo was coming out, okay? But in this question here that Tim put to us, I think I'm leaning Mark Andrews on the fifth solely because, one, it's so darn difficult in that tight end position if you don't have a premium tight end to catch up on those points, okay? And every single year it seems like at the wide receiver position we're getting different guys to break out. Okay, now last year Debo Samuel broke out with Jimmy G as quarterback. A lot of a lot of you know passes behind the line of scrimmage, a lot of end arounds. Um, he had a lot of work from the backfield last year. This year they're saying, and all the camp hype, all the all the beat writers are saying it's it's Brandon Ayuk's year. Watch out for Brandon Ayuk. And we have Trey Lance starting at quarterback, who's got a very big arm. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. The one thing I know for certain that didn't change is who's throwing the ball to Mark Andrews. And Lamar Jackson loves him some Mark Andrews. So I'm leaning Mark Andrews. Brant, I'd love to get your take on this question. Mine's the same thing. It's Mark Andrews. You're getting a guy that's probably a second or third round ADP um, in, in most drafts. And, and you hit the nail on the head. You're getting the number top three tight end this year. In the fifth round, you don't have to. It's a set it and forget it. Doesn't matter what week it is. It doesn't matter who he's matching up against. You know that you're getting the guy as long as he's healthy. Even if Lamar goes down, you're still getting the guy in that offense. And like you said, the hype of the Brandon Ayuk, the hype of the new Trey Lance running, running gun, um, and, and all the different uh, weapons out of the backfield there. I don't know if I trust Debo to produce as well as he did last year. If I knew that that was coming, I would definitely lean that way. But I don't see that. I don't see that being um, repeated this year. I, I absolutely lean Mark Andrews. Okay, uh, good question, Tim. By the way, uh, the last question I have here, Brant, is from Les Collins. Okay, and this one was interesting. And when I initially read this question, I was like. Man, that don't make no sense. It's an it's an obvious answer, whatever. But then I got to thinking about it, and maybe it's not so obvious, okay? So Les's question is, you have the number one pick in Dynasty. After three years, all picks reset. So you, it's a three-year Dynasty, essentially, and then they redraft, okay? So the question is, who is the number one pick for a three-year Dynasty? And then after three years, it doesn't matter. Initially, Brant, 
my gut said, what's well, Jonathan Taylor? It's not even close, right? Because Jonathan Taylor's still so young. He's in that offense there in Indy that he, he's, he's put up the points last year. But then I'm like, man, CMC for three years could be nice too. Or Saquon Barkley for three years could be nice. I don't think I'd take Saquon over, or, over Jonathan Taylor. But when you add that three years, you only have these guys for three years. It's not a 10-year. It's not an eight-year. It's not a five-year. It's three years. I thought, well, maybe maybe it does uh, at least bring up some question for that number one pick. What do you think? I, I still lean Jonathan Taylor. The offense that he's in, the, um, the, the good offensive line that he's behind. Uh, Matt Ryan signed two years with them. Um, so you know the stability is going to be there for Jonathan Taylor. You know the work's going to be there. And Christian, Christian McCaffrey is, is definitely a, a name that I would have in mind. You you read that and went all the way through, and I'm sitting here like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yes, I do see where the question is, but I still lean Jonathan Taylor. Um, I just think the, the certainty for the next three years is, is good there for Taylor and his youth. Um, so yeah, I lean Taylor. Yeah, and you know when we talk about CMC, there's really only two options with CMC, right? You either draft him and he gets hurt and misses three quarters of the season, or you pass him up and somebody else drafts him and he explodes, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're sitting there with the number one. I hate drafting first to any kind of a league, whether it be a redraft league, you know, a dynasty. I don't want the first overall pick unless it's the rookie draft. I don't want it because there's just too many. You, the guy has to finish number one at his respective position, and at least top three in my mind in, in total fantasy production in order to warrant his pick. So anytime you don't get a guy that finishes that at that spot, it, it almost kind of makes your pick seem like you wasted a pick. But again, it's it's a guessing game. And for three years, I'd like to think after the end of three years, Jonathan Taylor's fantasy numbers for three years will be higher than CMC's for three years if CMC doesn't stay healthy even if he stays healthy i think it's very close so you know again uh, another couple of good questions there um from from those guys and i know brant this kind of leads us into the next segment and i'm gonna let you talk more about it than i am here but we're gonna start doing a live uh live video stream every sunday morning 9 a.m central standard time um most weeks obviously there'll be some scheduling conflicts in the future potentially uh so we don't want to necessarily tack that horse to the, the, the cart before it gets going but uh you know we will we will answer more questions and have more time to do it on a live video yeah absolutely yeah this will be this is going to be a trial 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 run for us this week um this sunday but we're definitely going to hash it out we're going to figure this out we want to be there we want to interact with you guys every sunday majority of sundays from like you said nine to ten um we'll keep you guys posted if, if times do change or if we're going to be on late we're going to broadcast it we're going to answer all most we're going to do our best to answer all of your start and sit questions leading up to kickoff every sunday heck if you guys want to get on there and discuss your food spread we have no problem discussing food. No, not only do we not have a problem, we'd be very happy to do so. Absolutely, and there may be sometimes you see us cooking it up and getting ready for it, but definitely we want to be there to help you guys get prepared, get them lineups set for Sunday, and win some championships this year. 
Yeah, and you know, another thing about this live too, Brant, that I want to put out is, you know, not everybody on a Sunday morning has has access to be at the computer. Maybe you're working on a Sunday morning or, or, or a TV, excuse me, you don't have that access to sit and, and you know, you're waiting for those start sits to drop. So you are the uh, the uh, injuries. Who's gonna Who's gonna sit out this week? Kind of thing. You know, we hope to be able to address some of those as we're rounding out the, the live each week. Uh, prior to us getting in our, our uh, chairs with our big boy spreads of food and, and enjoying the games ourselves, um, because again, you know, not only do we want to help you guys win, we want to help. We want to win our games to our fantasy lineups, to our matchups, and so. Um, you know, there'll be a lot of things that we discuss. Uh, we'll discuss a lot of the games, you know, weather conditions at the stadium that week, um, you know, indoor, outdoor, things of that nature for you guys to keep in mind, too, as you're setting your lineups. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, um, we'll do our best. Neither one of us is very experienced in the DFS live lineup. But if you do have some of them questions, throw them at us. We'll do our best to help out with that. This is this is be a great time for, for Dynasty Redraft. Uh, DFS will do our best. Come, come, t- come, spend Sunday morning with us. Come talk to us. Um, you, you say we'll do our best, but we've been playing DFS for five plus years here, uh, and and we, we'll we'll give you a, a direction when it comes to DFS that we'd be willing to put our, our money where our mouth is there as well. That's so. True. Yeah, we just haven't. You know, we're not winning no Golden Goose prize over here, but I guess we've we've held our own at some points. Um, We'll definitely uh, talk about anything you guys want to talk about Sunday morning. Come hang out with us. Uh, give us a like. Um, and, and, you know, the fat, the fat boys are going to do our best to uh, be there every Sunday for you guys. Absolutely. And there's a good chance that you may see some other guys from the Fantasy Holics hop on in and out of that as, it go, as the season progresses as well. You know, you, you've got, again, if you've got – IDP questions. Maybe Brant and I aren't the guys for that, but Seth Berger certainly is. You know, don't hesitate to send a message to the Fantasy Holics and say, "Hey, I want the IDP expert Seth Berger to answer this question." Seth would be more than happy to jump in and do that with you guys. Uh, Josh Rodriguez and AJ, who hosts the Flex, those are guys that could give you definitely some more insight when it comes to redraft leagues. Uh, but I think I speak for myself and, and most of us with Fantasy Holics. Uh, all of us are willing and, and are able and will do our best to help you uh, navigate through the, the murky waters that are the fantasy football season. Absolutely, absolutely. And and if you guys got trade, dynasty trade um, questions, don't hesitate to tag us in the um, in the, the Fantasy Holics uh, Messenger or message us on our own Facebook, and we'll definitely we'll cover them. We would love to cover some questions, two or three questions every week on the Fat Boys podcast. Yep, and uh, again, that's we, you can get us through the Fantasy Holics Facebook page, or you can get us on the Fat Boys Dynasty podcast page as well. Uh, so don't hesitate to reach out through either of those platforms and get a hold of us. We'll do our best. And as always, stay hungry and stay fat, my friends. <laughs>